and talk to the students, please, Sebastian. Yes. Uh, so first of all, thank you all for coming. Uh, I know we had a, a, an alumni chat back in back in October for those who were there. So welcome back. And for those who are here for the first time, hello. Um, so my name is Sebastian. So I did the MSc Finance this last year. So I came in 2019 and I'm, I was supposed to graduate now, but it got pushed to April, but it's going to get pushed again, I think further to the summer, I'm not sure. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Tracy or Damien, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, Sebastian, the cathedral is going nowhere. We are waiting okay. for you when you're ready, but I think realistically, having seen the situation in the UK, it may be safer to assume that that, that joy is yet postponed. I think so. Um, nonetheless, nonetheless, we're here to talk about Durham and the MSC Finance. So after graduating, oh, unofficially uh, Durham. I came to Amsterdam and I'm working now for AFS Group. So AFS Group, what is it? It's a institutional brokerage. So pretty much you have a client from a bank, another client from a bank, they can find each other, we find them. Um, and we trade pretty much all securities you know of, uh, at least within the European Union or the EMEA. Uh, so what may be fixed income, equity derivatives, or energy. We have like an energy department here. And uh, so what do I do in simple terms? I, so I just got promoted to equity research analyst. So I look at different companies within Europe and I analyze them, I forecast their earnings as any equity research analyst would do in a bank. And also I'm an exotics derivatives broker. So uh, in your equity derivatives course with uh, Damien Damianov, Professor Damien Damianov, you will view vanilla derivatives, which by far for me are the most interesting sort of financial securities you have, but that's just my personal bias. But um, exotics are a bit more like fun, complicated things that you can do that are more complex, more specialized. So I'm, I'm calling around people saying, you know, is this interesting you, blah, blah, blah. It's really interesting though. And um, so in the MSC Finance, what is really important, what I took from it is a sense of camaraderie with my classmates. Um, even now, after finishing Durham, I, I, I haven't really finished Durham. I'm still in contact with everybody I know from there. And we talk either on the daily or at the minimum on the weekly. And you know, may that be in person or online. Um, it's a great sense of camaraderie because you're all trying to work together towards achieving the masters and it really is incredible. Um, in terms of how did I find this job? It's pretty, it's, it's pretty simple. I, I, I went to talk to Ali Hesrop, uh, so the uh, careers advice department at uh, Durham Business School and uh, I, I discussed with her and said, you know, okay, what can I do to maybe think about my CV, my motivation letters? I know I didn't want to stay in the UK, so I, I just, let me just branch out to mainland Europe. And uh, I just stumbled across the job, to be honest. I, I went on eFinancial Careers one day and said, oh, that's interesting. So I started and, oh, okay, I applied and somehow got a call back in two weeks. So it's, I think, just luck of the draw to a certain extent. But in any case, if you're looking for a job, it takes time, but you'll eventually find something. So don't give up and continue 
head high. And in any case, you can always contact me if you if you want any advice later on. Thank you, Sebastian. That's that's great advice. Thank you, because it is hard at the moment. I think Ali's with us on the call and can maybe pick up any any careers things later. Um, that's wonderful. Now, if we can go to Nikita in London, please. Perfect. Thank you very much for inviting me to this panel. And uh, thanks a lot for everybody who joined the session. Uh, I hope it's going to be interesting. So a quick intro. Uh, my name is Nikita. Um, I am from Latvia. I studied MSc Finance back in 2017, 2018. Um, and uh, Basically, yeah, I am currently working in Salesforce, uh, which is one of the biggest uh, cloud computing technology companies in the United States. And I'm based in London. Uh, there are offices all over the world. Um, I choose to stay in London because Durham kind of <laughs> gave me that love for, for the UK and I, I decided that I'm, I want to stay. Uh, so, if we look back um, on, on, on the time when I was uh, doing my master's degree, uh, what I really liked about the MSc Finance is, first of all, that it gives you um, a great business acumen overall. So, whether you do MSc Finance or MSc Finance and Accounting, it gives you a great overview on the accounting, on the finance, as well as on the economics fields uh, which i think in this fast-paced world is super important so all these skills all together are equipping you for pretty much any graduate role you can apply with Durham is a great university and msc finance is definitely a very strong degree so i would say pretty much any doors would be open for you after this degree um, just to adapt to what sebastian said it's it's a great bunch of people in Durham. Um, I know that circumstances are quite challenging now. However, there are so many um, excellent students who study in Durham with so many different backgrounds from different countries, as well as the staff members who can give you so much. So if I can give an advice is to really get involved into as much as you can while you're at university, because you can try new things, you can meet new people, and you can learn so much just about really finding out about what's what's out there for you in, in Durham and in MSc Finance. Uh, last but not the least, what I really enjoyed uh, while doing my program uh, at Durham uh, is the investment club, which is available for MSc Finance students. Um, this is basically a student-run fund. Um, it's uh, run by 10 students, 15 students, and you're actually giving a chance to, uh, to basically trade with stocks um, uh, on the behalf of this fund. And uh, this opportunity really gave me a sense of trading, first of all, of actually making a research, applying some of the knowledge which we are getting in MSc Finance degree. And also just exploring many different um, uh, industries and, and companies all over the world uh, in order to actually you know, uh, see what, what could be of my interest for a graduate role. And funnily enough, um, I, I found my job actually uh, with, with a two key kind of um, 
with the help of two things. First of all is the MSC um, Investment Club because I actually found Salesforce there and I saw it as a very interesting company. And second of all, I actually uh, was a friend of a person uh, who joined Salesforce just before me. So he gave me loads of insights about the company and how exciting it is to work for a tech company, uh, which is not the most um, usual scenario for MSC Finance. But uh, in my case, I found it uh, very appealing, uh, very interesting, and uh, with a great career progression. Um, I've been working in Salesforce for two years. Uh, I've got two promotions so far, uh, looking forward for a third one. And uh, yeah, the, there is so much more to explore and learn uh, in this company. And yeah, I'm very, very grateful to Durham and MSC Finance degree uh, for everything what I was able to, to grasp uh, while at my time in university. And uh, how I found the job is very straightforward. I found out about the company. I spoke with my fellow uh, student friend uh, who graduated just before me and was working in Salesforce. So the Durham alumni network helped me there. And uh, I, applied, uh, went through a few stages of uh, the application assessments and got the job. So that's my story of Salesforce. Feel free to find out more about working in tech. Thank you very much, Chiquita. That's great. I really, I'm really glad you, where you, you link how your studies and you've used the network to, to move into your current role. Um, so thank you very much. That's great to share. Now, Anshul, how is the, how's the power going? Are you able to join us and to share a little bit about how the MSC Finance took you to Goldman Sachs? Because I know a lot of alumni would love to be able to emulate that career route. Um, Angel, that's fine. I, it's a little bit distorted at the moment. Please bear with us, everybody. Um, as I said, there's a power cut, so Angel is showing great resourcefulness. So please, Angel, try and talk to us, and we'll we'll try and hear it, and we'll 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 see what we see what we can do. That, oh, I don't know about anybody else. I'm not picking up any of that, you know. I tell you, I tell you oh yeah, I think we have now, oh, oh Angel, and I think he's he's come back. Angel, do you wanna just try one last time? And if it, if it really doesn't work then, and the students would like, I'm sure the students would like to, we'll, we'll find a better time um, when we can, when we can do this. Just, just give it a go one more time. Yeah, I think this person is uh, more than welcome to contact me on LinkedIn. Um, Keep going. Yeah. So, um, anyways, I, mean, I just want to say, like, like um, probably the oldest alumni that I am compared to Sebastian and Nikita. I graduated. Uh, the Yes, uh, I think what you're saying is you graduated before Sebastian and Nikita, but I, I don't, I'm yeah. really sorry, and I really appreciate, you know, you making the effort, you know, you finding the time on top of your, your busy job, and even dialing in in spite of the, the power problems. 
I don't think we're going to be able to make this work at this point, Angel. Um, I don't know if you want yeah. to stay with us. So, so um, Penny, yeah, just one thing. I mean, I know, I know it's a difficult because there's a lot of internet connectivity problems here. But I'm just going to uh, tell the students that they're more than welcome to add their LinkedIn and I can probably answer any questions that they have on, you know, how to go from Durham to finding a job at Goldman Sachs Investment Bank. I think we could do a whole session on just that, but maybe not today, Anshul, from there. Uh, um, if you wanted to just drop yeah. something in the chat, that might come through a little bit better before you leave us. I think that would be good if we can do that. Yep. Um, sure. But... I'll probably draw my email address for the students to probably just um, check with me about finding a way around her or a job with Coleman after that. I, I tell Angel, I tell you what, look, I think we're not going to make this work today. So I think what we should do, we should, well, let's, technology has defeaters. And I know actually many of the students have already had this, this difficulty. Um, it, it, it is, but let's, let's find a time um, when we can focus on, on, I'll talk to Ali, are you with us? Can we maybe do this as part of one of the career slots and things um, and get Angel to talk about that, I think is the way forward. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, we agree. We'll, we'll do that. Angel, thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for trying so hard and for all your continued support of Durham and the uh, Alumni Network. We will definitely come back to you um, and mine your whole experience on, you know, so anybody who whose big ambition is to join Goldman Sachs, please, um, please stick with us. I'm sorry that today is not the day. Brian, it's lovely to see you've managed to join us. That's great. And lots of other people who I know I've been chatting to on WeChat. Thank you for bearing with us. Thank you for bearing with all the technology difficulties as well as everything else that everybody's dealing with at the moment. I really admire your resilience. Um, Ali, don't worry about the video. We've got you. That's what counts. Right. So this is the point where... Um, where I'm now going to hand over to the to you guys as the as the students. What is it that you want to know from people who have done this course before and find out? Is there anybody? If you've got a question, if your video's not working, if your mic's not working, um, then please just just type something in the chat. Um, if you're not quite sure, it would be lovely. Whatever you want to ask, the question is fine. So please type it in the chat and. If you don't mind, if you can, you know, then um, I may come to you, but don't feel you've got to turn your camera on and don't feel you've got to ask the question. I can read the questions out. It's just nice to have a bit more interaction. Um, while we're just waiting for the students to come up with some questions, Damon, is there anything that you would like to ask our panelists? Um, yes, so, so as a, as a program, program director, what I know from experience is that um, Students would like to know how, what are the opportunities in Durham and then how to make the best out of the experience in Durham and uh, how to be successful in the job market. And uh, if I just kind of start with Sebastian and Nikita with you, I mean, as you, as you now have gone through the program and then uh, are already successful in your careers, what is the one thing that you, you wanted, you, you, you think would have been useful to know when arriving to Durham that you didn't know at the time when you arrived. So how, um, in terms of opportunities or in terms of knowledge that you, you wanted to have. Sebastian, maybe if uh, we can start, start with, with you. Mm -hmm. um, so one thing I would 
think of, like, I'd like to do if I were back in Durham now, uh, I think it'd be get a better grasp of how what you learn in class is actually used in real life. It's hard to do when, when you are at uni, but something that I've definitely noticed is that all the theories that I learned, for example, in, in derivative markets, they apply in real life and a way to better understand your lessons. So if you want to excel in your classes, it's a good way to do it is to also look at practical examples of how they actually work and to be like, it's how to connect real world and ac academia and connecting those two in, in most subjects is, is quite hard nonetheless in, in in finance what's really good is that you can actually have a tangible link between two so either by talking to alumni who are in the like, let's say you're interested in corporate finance maybe finding an alumni who is an alumnus who is working in uh, fpna in a company or if you're interested in trading, find a trader. If you're interested in accounting, find an accountant. Or any, anything, it doesn't have to be just in finance, in management. It can be marketing, it can be pretty much anything. So it's really just connecting with Durham alumni. There's so many of them. So really taking advantage of that. That's, you know, that's a great, I think that's a really great example about actually the difference for, from your perspective sat in your office from sat in the classrooms so that's that's really good um i can see the questions are beginning to come in i know jude that is why he is the program director he's he, he gets you know he, he's so smart he's in there first um damien you asked i think you're looking at the chat you asked a question someone else was was in was looking at nikita have you got have you got something to add to that you know what is it you would have liked to have known um just really know that there is so much in this world you can do with this degree. Um, I think students shouldn't limit themselves with just what they're learning. Um, your career path is defined by your interest, by what you do, by what you love. So I think it's all about um, making your research early. Uh, so basically, once you start your degree, uh, don't put the job search for for too late uh, i think the the earlier you start uh the less stress you'll have towards the end of the degree uh to actually find the job and uh yeah look outside of your um, um comfort zone or maybe the primary zone of interest try to look in some other industries uh what interesting jobs you might find there uh, in order to find, you know, the, the dream job which you would be doing and actually loving on a day to day, uh, because yeah, that's that's what kind of I'm doing right now. Um, I, I really like what I'm doing, and it's surprisingly enough I'm not super related to finance. However, I'm still uh, super appreciated for appreciated for everything what Durham gave to me and the MSc finance program. I really like that. I like that idea of just just not always following the obvious route, looking and challenging yourself there that that's great Nikita so that thanks guys there's a there's a two really good examples that I hope everybody can use um I can see there are questions coming in the chat feel free to have, have that but I'm going to go now to is it is it Ayushi has been brave enough to put the hand up um I don't know if you've got able to put your yeah. in, put, do you feel brave enough to put your camera on or is that not a possibility uh no I'm sure actually one second oh Hello. 
Oh, it's so lovely to see you. Thank you very much. And thank you for joining us. So would you like to ask your question? Yeah, actually, I wanted to ask something to Sebastian. Uh, actually, I'm looking into going into investment or equity management. I'm okay. currently doing my CFA as well. So uh, as for right now, I am in master's in management and finance. So what kind of internships or part-time jobs should I look for while I'm studying right now in Durham? And what okay. Okay, so in terms of internships, I didn't do any while I was at Durham. Um, the only thing I did is, like Nikita, I was uh, I was chairman of the uh, investment club. So that pretty much gave me an idea of how, as Nikita said, it gives you an idea of how equities work and how research works. So I don't know if it's still running and how it's working at the moment, uh, because there's two... Um, entries now for for the ms for the mscs uh if it's still open maybe ask and have a look nonetheless something that's really good would be um the Durham university finance society uh does uh what's good about it is that not only do they have uh, positions where you can actually it's like an association where you can actually talk to people but something else that's good is that they have alumni talks so they have uh, talks, let's say investment banking talks or trading talks, and they get some alumni coming in, in addition to the business school, because the, I know the business school had many alumni talks last year from different people, so that's good. Um, nonetheless, a little, a little point just to connect to your question and to what Nikita said earlier, uh, brokerage for me, being on the phone all the time, and I, I thought I would never do this. Like, this is the one job I thought I would never do, because I thought, yeah. I'm in finance, I'll be an equity analyst, I'll be uh, an IB, I, I, I won't be that guy in front office calling. See, you never know what to expect. Right. Um, so actually, I am pretty confused when it comes to financial field, like which job exactly I should get into. So, I, yeah. So I think like maybe if I do internship somewhere, maybe I could get more clarity in what kind of job it is and I can understand what exactly I should do. So would you suggest with societies I should do internships right now? Uh, well, internships, I think they're all virtual right now. So maybe that's a possibility. Um, nonetheless, something else that helped me last year trying to understand what I want to do is to contact alumni and say, okay, the, uh, this person works in this company in this role if you just contact them on LinkedIn, call them and say, like, you know, hi, I'm interested in what you're doing. Could you explain to me what, you know, your day-to-day -day life is? And to see if that actually clicks with you or if you're like, mm, it's not my thing. But you can only practice and try things out and slowly, yeah, slowly find what you like. That's, that's a nice idea. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And great question, by the way. And good luck if you're doing the CFA as well as the MSC finance. Yeah. A lot already. Um, do, I, I know it's great to chase the, you know, to get the qualifications and things, but, don't, you know, and obviously really important to have the professional ones as well as the academic ones. But yeah, don't forget to, one of the things I thought was really powerful about Sebastian's answer was his encouragement to try things out and look for those other opportunities that you will have this year and are still there. I'm going to refer your question about internships because there's another one. Um, thank you, uh, Kansha, because I think you've raised a, a question there about um, internships. I'm going to refer it to Nikita and your experience of internships. 
Sorry, that took a while to no, unmute myself. No, no <laughs> um, similar to Sebastian, I actually uh, did not manage um, to, to do an internship uh, during my master's mm -hmm. studies. Um, however, I did quite a few um, just part-time jobs uh, around Durham, uh, which uh, gives you a sense of, you know, managing your time well and, and just being on top of your schedule, which is always uh, helpful. Uh, when you're getting into the full-time job. Uh, so uh, my answer would be no, I didn't get a, um, a kind of a job, future job related internship during my master's studies. Well, thank you very much. And thank you for demonstrating you can still go on and have a, have a fantastically successful career, even if you don't do an internship. So that, that has its uses, right. And if I'm just actually looking for, um, We've covered off, I think, due that question about is it anything really important during the pro? I suppose actually, I didn't really. Damien asked a variation of it, but um, due, I'm just looking at that question that you asked, which was, is there anything really important to do during the program? What would you say was, you know, if you're going to focus on one part of the MSC finance, um, what, you know, what would is there anything that's really important there that you you, you really wouldn't want to want to have missed out on? Um, Nikita, do you want to, is there anything you wanted to say on that one? It's difficult to come up with something. <laughs> it, 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 it seems like um, I kind of try to get maximum out of the degree. Uh, I, I agree with Sebastian, uh, only thing which I probably uh, wasn't involved much in uh, was the uh, societies similar to Durham University Finance Society. Indeed, they're inviting plenty of speakers uh, who are alumni or some external speakers who can share some great insights. And uh, also they're actually sometimes um, posting some um, exclusive jobs. Uh, sometimes they're posted, you know, like an early entry before they're posted to the uh, whole kind of job market exclusively Durham students. So maybe being involved um, in the job related societies in a university uh, can be beneficial for your for getting a job. Yeah, that that's great. Actually, I do want to pick up what sorry, Sebastian, just before we come to you, I'm Damien, while you're here, do you know if the investment club is running still or, and what and is it open to the students who've started in January or has it already been filled? Because I know that's very competitive and popular. So th there is a, a, um, a group uh, of students um, which started in October and kind of they are working together in a group. Uh, what definitely we will have is um, um, the stop track uh, simulator, which uh, allows you to learn about various companies and um, participate in a competition of forming portfolios. And that will be open to both cohorts. So it allows um, it, it allows students to get hands-on practical experience in portfolio management. Uh, there is a working group already in the um, in the investment club, it is active and it is um, already working and they have placed some trades, I know already. Um, we have not yet uh, kind of concluded whether that will be um, beneficial to combine the two cohorts in the same in the same investment club, 
And there is just one pot of money that we have to manage. But uh, it, now that I'm learning that it's so beneficial to, uh, to, to get in touch with each other and forge partnerships and collaborations, um, we, we need to explore considering it to, to open it also to this cohort, even though the club already exists in this current form. In a, in a, Dare I suggest you could have a virtual group and see if they could beat the first one, but let me not distract you in that way. Right, Sebastian, I, you, were, you were all set to kind of come in there on what not to miss from the call. Um, so something, it, it just came to mind right now, something that I think is worthy not to miss would be to keep your eyes, like your horizons open, like, if you do the MSE Finance, you have all these different modules you can choose from. Uh, you can choose advanced financial theory, derivative markets, you can choose behavioral finance, corporate finance, etc. Nonetheless, it's, it's, it's an important aspect to kind of investigate everything. Let's say you are a hardcore derivatives maniac. You love everything to do with derivatives and you really just love, like, it, you, you love the mathematics behind them. Uh, you, you just have deriving pages of formulas. You're like, yeah, I love this. However, what is beneficial in my view is to have an open mind. Like, let's say you've never done behavioral finance and economics. You don't know what it's about. You don't know about anything. You don't, you, let's say you've never done that economics before in your life. You, and you say, okay, well, I've never done it. I'm at university. I may as well just try it out and if I don't like it, I don't like it. But if I like it, who knows? It might be something else that fuels my interests and helps me find a job later. So it's just keeping your mind open, I think. Thank you. I think that is really good advice. And I think one big difference between that kind of educational experience and obviously where you guys are when you're doing it for real, um, you know, there's a very limited it's a, I think a really good encouragement to on how to make the most of your your time when you're studying um to play and explore that right to encouraging people that you know there can't be mistakes and you know we can't reach out what else is it people would is there anything else people would like to know um if you're not familiar with zoom sorry I should have said this at the beginning you can go down to the to the bottom um and you can um oh it's not the reactions I was going to say um you can put your hand up, put a signal, give me, if you want to come in and chat, or just, as I say, just feel free to type in the chat, anything that you want to know, whether it's, you know, the background on the tutors. Um, I think we've covered the big areas on um, internships and things like that. Um, Making the most of the course, anything that anybody wants to raise, because this, uh, this hello. is- Hello. Oh, yes. Thank you. I Oh, no, it was too good. It was almost there. Never mind. Um, if you don't want to ask the question, that's fine. You don't want to have to, you don't have to turn the camera on. I won't, won't insist that you do that. It was just, just be nice if there's anything else that Hello? you- Hello? Yes. Yeah, actually, I just want to ask one more thing. I think I missed the point where Sebastian oh. told he was a chairman of some club. So could you just repeat which one it was? Sebastian, could you, you out, maybe you could just actually explain what the investment club is for everybody. 
Yeah, so it's the same one that uh, Nikita was part of back in 2017, 2018. Um, it's you know, a group of 10 people, and it's FTSE long only. So it's pretty much you analyze FTSE 100 stocks, and you say, okay, you have a, I think you have about, I don't know about the crash and how things happened after and what, you know, what the assets and the management are like, but you have a pot of money. And you have to allocate that pot of money to a diversified portfolio of your choosing based upon your own recommendations. And your recommendations to buy, sell, or hold are based upon equity analysis. Let's say you are, like, for example, I'll just take my example, it's quicker. I was in charge of the healthcare stocks. Big boom, you know, if I, if I, if I knew um, when, uh, with all the vaccines. However, uh, let's say you take, now we all know them, let's say AstraZeneca. Uh, you take AstraZeneca and you take a second one. I, th I forgot the name of the other one. You take AstraZeneca and you go into their financial statements, you look in their financial statements, you know, what are, what's their cash flow like, what's their balance sheet like, and then you analyze them and say, okay, is their PE ratio good? Any company news? What are the dividends like? Oh, and it really keeps you into the market. You understand, okay, I'm learning this in class. I can actually apply it now. And you also get a, a broad idea of how the market works, how economic situations work, how, for example, the, the capital storm, like the, the Trump, Trumpism in the USA and how that's affecting capital markets, how Twitter's affecting capital markets, how everything is changing and how that affects our day-to-day -day life. And that's a really good way to, to understand how these links are made. Does that, I think that's explaining, I, I know a lot, so many alumni and so many students speak so positively about what they've learned. I think it goes right back to your original point, Sebastian, about taking what, you, what you're learning in the classroom and putting it into a kind of practical um, context. Um, so really good example. Thank you for mentioning that. Um, Ali, is there anything that comes up in your career sessions um, from the um, students that actually it would be good to get Sebastian and Nikita to answer um, just at the moment while we've got a group of students here? Um, it's probably a bit different this year, obviously, um, with, with sort of everything being online. Um, I think a lot, of, a lot of my students ask about internships. Um, obviously, I can advise to a certain extent, but I haven't personally done sort of an internship so that might be quite good if, if people could talk about sort of internships um, and as well you know working for the big big companies um, it, it would be good if we could if I did pull a career session together it would be good if you guys could kind of speak um, about the recruitment process it's always about the recruitment process and I always ask I always say to my you know I'll research it as much as, much as I can and I will speak to um, my students and, and, and help them as much as I can but I do tell them to sort of look up alumni and speak to alumni so if we do have sort of a group that we could even if we did a sort of session on, okay. on, on that that would help. Okay so that sounds like actually the recruitment process so Nikki can you just talk us through kind of step by step kind of you know what it, what was it you had to do to secure the job that you, you've got now? Absolutely. Um, so the recruitment process um, looks, the pattern is similar 
but once again, it depends from company to company. It can uh, change slightly in terms of the number of stages, in terms of the actual procedures which are done on the assessments. So in my case, in case of Salesforce, um, the process was of filling in the application. So literally just working on your CV, finding out, uh, just polishing it, uh, putting all the necessary information which could be relevant for this specific program, attaching cover letter, um, submitting it. Uh, first stage interview is with HR. So basically they're having a half an hour conversation about your motivation to join this role, about um, actually your knowledge about the company, uh, maybe some of the recent developments about the company. So very, I would say quite a casual conversation, uh, which is testing um, your knowledge about the program you're applying for and the company. Uh, second stage interview is with your hiring manager, which is more in depth, a little bit more technical, um, but also uh, I would say um, not the most kind of difficult experience in terms of, it's all about the preparation. The work you put in um, actually comes back to you when you're actually on the interview. So it's all about doing your homework and making sure that you're ready for, for the questions you can be asked. And not stressing, obviously, as well, <laughs> because that doesn't help at all. Uh, and the third and final stage was actually the assessment center, uh, which happened uh, in Dublin. Uh, so I was working for two years in Dublin, and then I relocated in London, because Salesforce is giving an option to work pretty much anywhere in the world. And uh, the assessment center is um, basically built up from three interviews with the uh, uh, some of the managers in the company and also you have a group presentation where you are assessing a company uh, assessing company who can potentially use some of the salesforce services uh, that lasts around two hours uh, super cool experience you're actually getting into the office the whole journey is paid for you and you're actually meeting some of the colleagues with whom you'll be working some of the hiring managers directors uh, vps so an overall quite exciting experience. But once again, it's all about um, the homework you do for that process. Uh, because if you won't be ready, uh, it's, it's quite difficult to, to make it happen out of the blue. You have to be ready for it and you have to put quite a lot of hard work there. Thank you. And did you, and you worked with the careers team as part of that. How did you, what was it that you did with, with, with was it with Neil, was it, was it with Ali? Uh, I had some brief um, consultation with Neil and he helped, gave me some advice on building up my CV and uh, actually put, put together the cover letter. However, the majority of, of, of the work was actually done independently. So it, it was nice to get some advice from Neil. Uh, and uh, he actually, he was one of the people who told me that uh, the applications and uh, the job search should be done really early uh, during your degree. Otherwise it can be quite late. Yeah, I think that's good advice to, to start early. And I, and I thank you for taking us through that process. I know in China that sometimes it can be seven stages of so it, so it is a long process and I think you're right, preparation is absolutely key. Sebastian, was your experience of, of gaining your job at AFS similar? Uh, yes, to a certain extent. So pretty much what happened is, as with Nikita, I sent in my CV and motivation letter. Uh, I, found, I found a job on eFinancial Careers 
um, I sent it directly to the HR manager's email. Um, so then, waited about a week and a half, two weeks, got a call saying, you know, we'd like to hear more. Um, so that's my first interview. My first interview was with the HR director and the CEO. Um, the CEO just said, okay, what are you interested in? I said, oh, options. I said, oh, okay, uh, we have this option at that price. What's, what's the premium? And you had to do the math in your head while asking for it. So that was good fun. Um, I think it was just to, to, even if you didn't know the answer, it's just to, to knock you off guard to see how, you, how you'd react. Um, so that was the interview one. Interview two was with the desk head. Uh, so I said, okay, I'm interested in, in the first interview, I said, yeah, I'm most interested in you know, equity derivatives. Okay, um, we set an interview with the desk head later. Uh, so about two weeks later, uh, I got the second interview um, with the desk head. It went well. Then I had the third interview with the desk head and a director. Then I had to come to Amsterdam. I had a fourth interview plus uh, like mathematics and logics test. Uh, and then I went home, got a call, and the call said you got a job. So pretty much four, five stages, give or take. So it's a, it's a pretty big kind of process. Can I ask you? Because um, so I've, I've been amazed. I mean, that's that that's a big commitment and a lot of time um, yeah. for one job, and obviously it paid off, um, mm -hmm. which is great when that happens. But you know, how many jobs? How many jobs did you actually apply for? Was it loads uh, or not? And how do you balance that kind of, do yeah. I apply for loads of things, but I haven't got time to really do it? Or do you- Yeah, so my, my way of doing it is a bit different than most people. I think most people in the MSC who I talked to, they were all like, oh, I'm, I want to apply to a bulge bracket bank. I want to apply to Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan, Merrill Lynch, HSBC, etc." or asset managers such as BlackRock or Blackstone. I told myself, yeah, I don't really want to start off in one of those big banks because, you know, if you make a mistake in one of those big banks, then your, your career is done, can't do anything else ever again in finance. Um, so I just told myself, okay, well, as I haven't done any internships, I told myself, okay, well, I'll apply for a mid-tier company that I'm interested in, something I'm really interested in. So I, I scoured the internet and I looked, okay, what sort of companies are not these big, factories. So, so your analyst number 254 working for X bank. It really interests me doing that, that rat race, call it that. So I said, okay, I want to find something I'm really interested in and can give me enough responsibility. I applied for about 15, 15 jobs, give or take. I had an Excel file with who I contacted, how did I contact them, etc, etc. I tried to utilize the alumni as much as possible. So if I find a company I'm interested in, like let's say a private bank in Switzerland, I say, okay, search that company name, put Dubham next to it to see if, if, if something turns up. And even if something doesn't turn up, they might have a connection with somebody else from Dubham. So you contact the other person from Dubham to try and get you across to that person. Or it's, it's, it's all networking, pretty much. And that, that's a really interesting strategy about, you know, having a few things that you're very focused on and building that network around it. So that's a good. Ali, is that a typical strategy that um, most of our students use? Yeah, I mean, I say to all of my students, um, you know, they do get, I'll be honest, and Sebastian, Nikita, you'll all agree. Um, I think a lot of people find it quite disheartening. You can apply for jobs 
and get knocked back quite a lot of times before you get through and you've already done a process now I always say to my students which sounds stupid but you've got to kiss a lot of frogs to find your prince and it's it's the same with jobs unfortunately Nikita's laughing at me um unfortunately you do need to, you don't put your eggs all in one basket you do have to apply for quite a lot of jobs before you're going to find that perfect job unfortunately if you kind of apply for a job and get the job first time then wow that doesn't often happen at all um, so yeah keep applying a lot of the time you can get knocked back from jobs as well um, if your cv isn't the right format to go through the applicant tracking system for the client which is something i can go through with you um, it's on abintegro do cv 360 that sometimes can be a stumbling block so if you've applied for a lot of jobs and you've not got anywhere there is other reasons it's not just about you and your experience it's usually a reason and that your reason believe it or not usually is the formatting of your cv um but like i say Abintegro can sort that out for you which is really good um but yeah please don't get disheartened and if you do just book an appointment and come and speak to me and we, and we can see what we can do and we can try and figure out why you're not getting past that next stage but it will come it just doesn't always happen straight away and overnight so so please have faith and and, and keep carrying on Ellie, yeah, that, if I can just quickly add, yeah, I, I was I was laughing and not because uh, <laughs> not out because of, of no reason. Yeah. I was actually applying for more than twenty or thirty yeah. jobs to actually get this one. Yeah. But just to add to what you've mentioned, um, sometimes you know you're applying for a job in a specific industry, but uh, maybe it's not just for you. Maybe you should just honestly try try something else. And uh, this was actually a career defining moment for me uh, because I was trying hard to get in uh, one of the financial jobs uh, but it seems like it, it just wasn't working for me and uh, yeah I did extended research and it, it actually turned out uh, very well and I'm super happy where I am right now and I can see myself working here for uh, for for many more years and that's thanks to some of the rejections which I received uh, yeah, when applying for jobs. You do. You, you're right, Nikita, you know, and every time you get a knockback, however awful that sounds, you get feedback usually. And that really, really does help because it makes you stronger for that next job, which is going to be the perfect job. You yeah. will get that perfect job. And, and if you do get knocked back, take it as a learning curve. Don't don't sort of get upset, which I, I do the same. You know, if I get knocked back from a job, you know, I, it's natural to get upset. Um, and think oh god I'm rubbish I can't do this but it's not that it, you know it is all a learning curve and you will be stronger the next time so just keep keep on going and like I say everyone can always book even even when you finish it finish it you Durham we're still available to speak to just I think doesn't speak to us that, thanks Ellie because I know you and your you and your colleagues make such a difference for people and it is really good advice in in a previous version of this panel I have I had an alumnus who was at one of the big banks talk about how he he put in over 200 applications yeah. um, to get that job, which is, I just I still to this day find kind of mind blowing that somebody has that persistence and that resilience to keep it, you know, and to be that good. Because as Sebastian was saying, you know, you have to build a network, you have to make sure it's specific, you have to you maybe have you know, CEOs are going to ask awkward questions. So it is a tough process. And, I, and thanks, Ali, for reminding everybody. They don't, they're not expected to do it on their own. And there is resource there. Sebastian, sorry, did, was there something you wanted to add to that? Uh, yeah, just quickly. I just remembered this. I applied to a, a bank, mid-tier bank, here in Amsterdam, back in like, January-ish time. I didn't hear back from them. I said, okay, well, 
didn't get the job. Uh, I was in Prague this summer and I got, I got, I got a phone call uh, saying, hi, we like your application, uh, we'd like to continue. I said, yeah, sorry, got a job already. Uh, <laughs> so it, it's funny that, that things like that do happen. So maybe if they don't contact you, maybe they have a backlog, especially now with COVID. You know, who knows what's happening inside the company itself. So I think give it time as well. Don't expect everything to happen in one week or even a month. If you don't hear back in a month, I say just call them back. Just say, hi, I applied. Can I have any feedback? I think so. I think that resilience is certainly a theme that we've we've seen through this in your answers. But I, I've also, um, you know, I take out from this your advice about, you know, using the network um, and using this opportunity that the studies present um, to explore different options and the things that come up in your course and to try things that you know you were saying if you haven't tried economics this this is your opportunity um so it's lovely to see you both i don't think i don't think there are any more questions if anybody wants a last last question please feel free to put your hand up or or type something in the chat um because you know this is it i think it's been really helpful thanks guys um if everybody else while you're with me i don't know if you if you've got at the bottom there's a little reaction um just to check you're there I wonder if, if um, everybody else could just give a little round of a virtual round of applause with the clap at the bottom. Is, is, are people able to, to do that? Have you found that? Are you there? Are you still awake? Are you asleep or whatever? If other people could join me with a little clap. Thank you, Meng. That's that's lovely. Thank you, Nikita. That's a, and thank you for the questions, Ayushi. Thank you. I know Damien has had to go because he's got another appointment. Um, he did want me to thank you both so much for giving up that time. Thanks, guys, for, for adding that in. Um, in terms of the, uh, the the applause and things. Um, thank you very much. You are the living embodiment for me of the brilliance of the Durham Network. And I would encourage all the students, Sebastian, you've, you've given it great billing throughout this on the, its strength and the opportunities. It, the alumni are there for you. I have been amazed, even through this very, very difficult year, the time that they will give. And I would encourage everybody to, to use that network to strengthen your opportunities. Um, but please don't forget, you are also in the classroom with an amazing group of people. I know it hasn't been easy for those of you starting. So please get to know each other because the network is only strong once you leave, if it's strong when you're when you're studying. So um, there's some lovely thank yous coming in. Um, Sebastian, Nikita, thank you very much. Sebastian, don't go because we're going to talk about a, a, a chapter, I think. But for everybody else, thank you very much for your time this afternoon or this evening if you're in China. Um, we will. Um, we will actually um, we will make sure that we link up with Anshul um, and find out how he did get that job in Goldman Sachs. Um, for those of you who we have managed not to put off the hideousness of working all hours in investment banks. Um, it is not always I am always impressed by the alumni who go to do it. It is not always the route to happiness. And I think you have been great reminders that there are other routes and other opportunities that may indeed give pe be people's dream jobs. Um, and I very much appreciate that. So thank you very much for joining us, everybody. Um, we will, it, if you, you can log off now and go and either access the online lectures, which I think are awaiting you or read or the uh, reading lists, which are there. Um, it's been lovely to have you with us this afternoon. Thank you.